0: Working now, all right. You know, I can't help but think about um, and all, all those things. That song, um, you know, that that song comes with a really big price. Um, because yeah. you're you're you are you you got to pay. You're gonna pay. You're going to pay a price in the middle of that song. In the middle, in the middle of seeing God for who He is, you're going to pay a price as you're going through whatever you're going through. And and you know I, I was saying about as Candace was testifying, the one thing that your that your children. The one thing that your children are going to need to hear is those stories. Like every single time that God takes us through something or every time that, you know what separates people in, in affliction and trials? You know what separates uh, uh, people that have peace and, and people that are bitter? You know, you know, what, do, you know what does that? Jesus Christ. Anytime I've ever found anybody bitter in an affliction or a trial, they were far from Jesus. Or they didn't know Jesus real well. That's what it's the only two way it goes. Two ways it goes. Bitter people, man, for whatever reason, they can't accept what situations are and 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 they won't they won't accept the fact that god brought them trials into their life to drive them closer to the lord man i can't tell you how many times i i can't tell you how many times that that i could have got better i can't tell you how many times i could have been mad that i could have been upset that i could have been disgusted which just Man, so many things. Been done wrong, been talked about, been this, been that. And could have got mad about it. But you know what I figured out? Every single time I did that, my heart wasn't right with Jesus. Or I needed to know more about the Lord. One of the two. And um, you're going to pay a price in in those trials. And... It would be a waste of my time and a waste of God's time for us not to pass him on. You know, that's why God calls us to testify of the goodness of God like He does. That's why God calls us to do that. That's why that's why people that's been through things and God's brought and and they come out on the other side and they're not bitter old, hateful, mean individuals. That's why they need to testify the goodness of God. Why? Because they paid the price. They paid the price and they' you know what? They, they're show, they should show other people, listen, if you'll just pay the price, man, you just don't understand how cool it'll be on the other side. There's a lot of people dying of, of internal ain't got nothing to do with health. just internal t- internal turmoil, bitterness, yeah. hard-heartedness, angriness. A lot of people die early deaths because of that. Man, I'm I'm thankful for I I mean, let's, I'm thankful for all those things that God's took me through. When I didn't know I needed to be thankful for them at the time, God showed me that if you'll be thankful for them, I'll do something really great with them. Um, Miss she talked to me before church and before uh we got going. And uh, she, she had a couple things that she wanted to say. I think uh, that, that she, she's been, for those of you who don't know, she's been in California for it feels like a month. But, uh, but she's back. And uh, Ms. Shalonda, you want to you take a second and say what you got, what you had on your heart? amen 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 boy that's the truth um, yeah <laughs> hallelujah all right well, man, praise the Lord again happy memorial day um <clears throat> this one of them times one of them moments to where often uh this day gets skipped over is just another holiday that we celebrate kind of deal and and may may we not may we not skip over that uh listen there's a lot of men and women that shed their blood that we could do what we're doing right now amen Amen. and uh so so praise the lord uh for all of those that um that died in in any kind of combat along the way while while we're you know while we're living our lives amen not not knowing you say well they signed up for that well I didn't so uh, praise God for somebody who did amen yeah. um you know so so you know you know Brooks is one of them guys that you know he's somebody tells I've heard him somebody say thank you for your service for him Brooks say, yeah well, you know but in reality it is a it is a thing uh Brooks signed up for to do what he did and and not me uh kind of similar, we're, we're really thankful for them, right? Well, man, we ought to bless the Lord for people that have given their lives for us to be able to do this and, and not look over that. It's just another holiday weekend. And uh, so so thank the Lord for them. Ms. John, I appreciate you. I appreciate you testifying about that. And, and, and man, it is good to praise the Lord for what we have in Jesus Christ here at this church. <coughs> um, I just noticed, the, the Charlie, the title is wrong um, you want you can just mark out that too that'd be great you could just scribble that out you can just scribble that completely out of there um, I want to I want to um, take Luke chapter number 15 and you know slipping slipping out of out of the will of God, slipping out of out of church, slipping out of an intimate relationship with Jesus, slipping out of being interested in having an intimate relationship with Jesus. you know that don't happen overnight, right. right? You know, it doesn't just up one day and just happen that you you decide I'm I'm gonna slip out of my relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm gonna slip out of the church. I'm gonna slip out of intimacy with the Lord. How about this? I'm gonna slip out with a desire to have intimacy with the Lord because you you don't you you don't actually get. A, a real, live, intimate relationship with the Lord that you want to know Him personally until you first have desired to have that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it just don't come. I mean, I, 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 I've said it here before and I'll say it again. Brother Mark would always pray the prayer, God, uh, help me hunger to be hungry and thirst to be thirsty. And what a prayer that actually is. You say, it, it's, it's almost one of those things you're like, man... That is one of the greatest things that you could ever pray. God, give me a desire to have a real desire to have a desire to have a desire to want to be in fellowship with Jesus Christ. Does that make sense? Like, like I think sometimes we think it just happens. And it doesn't just happen. It never, happens with, it never really happens with, with, with anybody overnight. It's always a gradual progression. When we look at Luke chapter number 15, and, and, and we're, we're going to start uh, here, here in a minute, we'll start on, um, let, let, me, let me get through this part. When we look at Luke chapter number 15, you really need to understand, to understand the context of Luke 15, you, you need to understand Luke chapter 14. Because Luke chapter 14 really sets the stage for all that's going on. Luke chapter fourteen, and, and when we and brother Charlie, you, you can actually go to Luke fourteen twelve through thirty five. I got those verses on there. Uh, look, you you can go and, and you can look uh, Luke chapter number 14 in 14 verse number twelve. It starts off if you if you got if you've got your Bible out or or you're, you're maybe you're looking on your phone. It'll, it'll it'll tell you uh, about it usually the title as a great banquet or something to that to that uh, kind of connotation And what and what it is is it's Jesus Christ giving a, a parable if you would and he's talking about this banquet He's talking about hey uh, I want you to go out and I want you to get those uh, that you can I want you to bring them in I want you to bring them in here and I, I want you to specifically, I want you to go get those that can do nothing for you. So like 12, 13, and 14, he's dealing with people. I want you to go get those people uh, that can do absolutely nothing for you. No, I, I don't want you to profit off of them coming to the banquet whatsoever. I don't want you to get them because they're going to make it look better, because they, they got money. Because they, I want you to go get all of those that, that, that seemingly can do nothing for you, and I want you to bring them to me. All right, and then and then in Luke chapter number seventeen, I mean Luke chapter fourteen, verse seventeen, there's a whole list of people there that have been invited to the banquet, uh, but they have excuses to come to the banquet. They all have an excuse, and they're all lame excuses. When you really uh, when you really start dissecting uh, their excuses, they're they're really jacked up excuses. And then he starts in verse twenty five and he starts bearing down on what it means to be a true disciple and not even that but what it's going to cost you and me to follow Christ as a true disciple like like he he is laying it out there that hey here's the deal it, it this is it's really going to cost you a lot to be a disciple of Jesus Christ and and here it is he wants you and me to count the cost before we say we want to be something that we're not really up for paying the price to be. Does that make sense? Like, like you, you say, I want to, I want to buy into this thing, but you don't want to, you don't want to open your wallet and fold out what it takes to buy into it. That's what Jesus is saying to these men. All right, I, I want you, I want you to buy in, but I want you to first know the buy in. Does that make sense? I, I think we've done a bad job at presenting the buy in. Like, like a lot of times we say oh you want you want to follow Jesus Christ we'll just do this but that 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 really is not what God has called us to in terms of buying I mean he goes so far at the end of chapter 34 and 35 he just he it, it, it's really interesting uh, uh, verse 34 and verse 35 he just throws it out there he says salt is good now now th- this this whole thing is uh verse 33. Whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he hath cannot be my disciple. <laughs> you ready for this? Salt is good. Just out of nowhere, salt is good, but if the salt have, 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 have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be seasoned? It is neither fit for the land nor yet for the dunghill, but men cast it out. What, what, what he's saying is, is salt 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 is like you and me. If it doesn't do its job, if it doesn't do what it's called to do, if 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 it doesn't do its intended purposes, well, it's no good. It's worthless. It's actually worthless. So then in Luke chapter 15, after all of this, in Luke chapter number 15, I think real, that first verse is, is so influential and to, to, to the people that he's trying to reach and the people that he's trying to preach, that he's trying to preach to. But, but not only that, the message that he's preaching to those people. Look, look what it says. Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. Now, Luke chapter fourteen was that that chapter that we all go to to figure out the cost of following Jesus Christ, and that salt, if it ha, if it's not savory, if it has lost its savor, and it's you, it ain't no, it, it's it's just a pile, It's almost like a pile of sand, right? Then, 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 when, then, after Luke chapter fourteen. Listen, if, if, if my audience and I've done this before if my audience is, is vile sinners and vile publicans I have a tendency to want to lessen the standard. I have a tendency to say well i got to preach to my audience but if we're going to take the, the methods of Jesus Christ and the, the, the ways in which Jesus did things. It was Jesus preached the standard to everybody. Then the publicans and the sinners drew near unto it. Man, it was the standard that caught their ear. It was, if you want to follow me, this has got to be your life. It was that one thing that they said, we got to hear more. We've got to hear more of this. We've got to get closer to Him. We've got to get to that place. Now, now what's, what's interesting as well is there's, there's Pharisees in the group too, but the Pharisees are not drawing near for to hear Him. They're not drawing near for to hear Him. What are they doing? They're drawing near. They're getting, they're getting closer to murmur they're getting closer to complain ain't it interesting that it's the it's the publicans and the sinners that are that are getting closer to the message of Jesus Christ to this outlandish th- standard that you're going to have to forsake all but yet the seemingly religious people of the day when you preach that same standard to them they murmur they gripe and they complain why well because they're as close as they want to be and they're as connected to God is they feel like they have to be. Are you trying to say that? Man, there is an epidemic in this world, in in America, that has connected themselves to religion as far as they want to be and as far as they feel like they have to be. So the moment you start calling them to something higher, the moment you start putting more expectations on them, the moment you start saying, well, what well, uh, what happens? Murmurs and complaints and ridicules and 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 mad and all this stuff, but yet the people that know who they are, the people that know that their heart is desperately wicked, the people that know they are indeed sinners, they're 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 the ones that's trying to get closer. To the message. And so Jesus is, is setting the scene for this thing and setting the stage for, uh, for, for, for us in Luke chapter number 15 when he starts talking about lost things. He starts talking about lost things. In 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 uh, in chapter uh, in verse four through verse seven, he talks about the lost sheep, and he's kind of setting up the the beginning of this thing for for an application to his his illustration. And he he, he said, "Man, who, who's who's not going to leave the the ninety nine and, and go get the one." And what, what's crazy is, is how Jesus says this. In verse number 7 he says, I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over 99 and nine just persons who need no repentance. Now remember, I said he knows who he's preaching to. Who is he preaching to? Well, he's preaching to publicans and he's preaching to sinners and he's also got scribes and he's got Pharisees and he's letting the scribes and the Pharisees know that just so you boys understand, you are the ninety and nine and they are the one. He goes down and he uses he uses another illustration. He he says uh, he talks about the lost coin. Verse 8 says, Either what woman having ten pieces of silver, if she loo- if she lose one piece, doth not light a candle and sweep the house and seek it, uh, and seek diligently till she find it. And when she hath found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together, and rejo- and saying, Rejoice with me, I have found the peace which I had lost likewise. I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of in the presence of angels, uh in the presence in the, in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. And then we get to we get to the to the third parable. The third illustration. Now remember we 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 got to we got to understand the scene. We got lost people, publicans and sinners and and then we got lost people with Pharisees and scribes. One, one is, one is uh, lost in their own weakness. And the other one is lost in their own wickedness. You say, who's weak? I'm going to say the sinners uh, and the publicans are weak. And I, I, I'm going to say to the Pharisees and scribes, they're just wicked. They're religious they, they are to the bone, religious, and, and Jesus is, is, is on the scene. And he comes to, he, he uses the sheep and he uses the coin and then he gets to the son. He gets to the son. And, 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 he, and, and, and what, what is so interesting about where he comes to the son Is in verse eleven. He says, "A certain man." Now, now, I, I, I want I want you to pay attention to the progression. He starts out with a sheep, and and hey, how many of you understand sheep? Sheep are uh, they're valuable, but they're not. Really valuable. Does that make sense? Yeah. How many of you understand that, that, the, that the silver would be a lot more valuable than the, than the sheep? But then he goes to a son and he says a certain man. It's almost like he's tearing this thing out. He gets to a certain man. He gets to the lost son's. I believe it's lost sons. But he said a certain man had two sons. Now these the, the two before are valuable. But there is there is nothing more valuable to God than the souls of men. And he lets us know that that there was a certain man, not just any man. There was a certain man. There was a certain man, and this certain man, he had two sons. Now I want to read it this morning, and, and I want us to look at it. And, and it, it, if you could, I, 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 let's just let's take enough time to read the whole story. And then we'll, we'll work through some of it. We'll refer back to some of the story. There will only be a few points that we'll hit this morning and then we'll refer back to, to the rest of it. And he said, a certain man had two sons and the younger of them said to his father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all there arose a mighty famine in the land, he began to be in want, and went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and sent him into his fields to feed his swine, and he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he had came to himself he said, How many hired servants of my father, of my fathers, and uh, have bread enough to spare? and I perish with hunger, I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him. And had compassion, ran and fell on his neck and kissed him and and the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe, and put it on him. And put a ring on his hand, and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fatted calf, and kill it. And let us eat, and be merry, for my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to be merry. Now his elder son was in the field. And he came and drew nigh unto the house and heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what, uh, what these things meant. And he said unto him, Thy brother is come. Thy father hath killed the fatted, calf, the fatted calf. Because he hath received him safe and sound. And he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came, uh, came his father out and entreated him. And he answering said unto his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee. Neither transgressed I transgressed I at any time thy commandment and yet thou never gavest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends but as soon as this thy son was come which hath devoured thy living with, uh, thy living with harlots thou hast killed him for him the fatty calf and he said unto him son thou art ever with me and all that I have is thine it was meet that we should make merry and be glad for this thy brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and he is found. What's interesting about this these, these parables is that this is the only one that is, that is necessarily dialed in with a certain man having two sons. And, and not only that, but, but we had a sheep and we had a coin and now we have a soul. Now we have a person. Now we have people and God is interested in people there's a lot of things that we could talk about from from this one parable we could talk about what it looks like when you leave in sin we could talk about what it looks like when you stay wrong when you stay at home and you stay you, you stay you stay in and yet you're in sin. That's the other brother. The other brother stayed in, but he was definitely in sin. He wasn't in a, gro- he wasn't in a gross sin as his brother was, but he was most definitely in sin. He had uh, religious pride. He had bitterness within him towards his brother. He couldn't stand his brother, so he didn't go in. Well, there's a lot we can talk about. We may over the coming weeks, but, but, but there's a great story about what it looks like when you come home in repentance. And the primary direction is to present an application to the audience. And who is the audience? Well, it was a combined audience of sinners who knew they were sinners and Pharisees who did not know they were sinners. And I believe one brother represents one. And the other other brother represents the other. One brother that that had the desires in his heart to go into the far country. and What did he do? He wasted his substance on righteousness. He, he, He represents what we know to be the publicans and sinners. And then the other brother that stayed at home, well, he represents the Pharisees. The Pharisees who thought because they were seemingly staying at home that there was no way for them to be sinners. But I want to talk to you about this one, brother. The first one. And I want to talk to you about how to spot the slip. How to spot the slip before. Before the slip. How to see that you're slipping before you actually slip off. Because make no mistake about it. Both brothers slip. Both brothers were wrong. Well, which one was wronger? They're both wrong. One one is one is in pride, and one has give himself to his fleshly desires. This morning, I I want us to look at look at this thing, and I I I want us to. Take some time to see if we can spot the slip before it happens. I want us to take some time, because listen, we all know people that ain't, that ain't in a church anywhere. It ain't because they don't go here no more. It, you, know, you know, people think, well, if they, if they don't go here, oh, brotherly must be mad. At me. I, th- I, think you, I think you're crippled way too high for crutches if you think that about me. I think you've lost your mind. I think you don't know me at all. Because I, I, listen, I genuinely, like if a man decides to leave this church, if a woman decides, if a family decides to leave this church and not go anywhere, that's when my heart is absolutely devastated. Does it bother you when people leave? Yes, it bothers me. Absolutely it bothers me. How bad does it bother you? Well, you can ask Jordan, it bothers me. But by no stretch of the imagination is any of our attitudes towards our brothers and sisters that have been saved, our attitude should never be one of hostility for somebody feeling like they're following the will of God. Now, I know a lot of people feel like they follow the will of God and they didn't. Because you can tell it. A lot of people leave church like this, they leave it because of the accountability factor's here. And it ain't somewhere else. It's easier to go somewhere else and not sign up for something and just be a part of the number, right? But if you go here and you signed up one time, there's a good chance somebody's going to... Somebody's going. You're going to ask to sign up again. And when you don't do that, somebody's going to call. Somebody's going to check on you. Somebody's going to hunt you down. Somebody's going to figure out where you're at. Somebody's going to want to know what's going on in your life. And that that ain't what what we always want. We would rather be a part of a number, and we would rather be in in a place as a part of a number that we could check off the box of going to church. But not actually being accountable to the body of Christ. So how do you spot the slip? Number one, I want you to look. There's three things that happened to this boy that I think are good lessons that we need to see. Number one, I want you to see he was blind to the goodness of the Father. He was blind to the goodness of the Father now, now, now look, look what he said uh, uh, and the younger of them said and the younger of them said father give me the portion of goods that falleth to me and he divided unto them his living now now, why, why is that such a why how do you know he was blind to the goodness of the father now There's no doubt that this kid has seen plenty of goodness out of his father. Uh, There's there's no doubt that this boy has been well taken care of. But somewhere in his heart, somewhere in, in the process of time, he says, I want what I deserve. He wanted what he deserved. Now, what did he deserve? Well, from according to Deuteronomy chapter 21 and verse 17, the Jewish custom of the day <clears throat> was that the older brother got two-thirds of his father's inheritance and the younger brother got the one-third. And so what happens in, in chapter, I mean in verse number 12, is the father... While he is living, has to delve out one third. Now, brother Daniel, you don't get one third until uh, until Daddy. Let me say it like this: You usually you don't ask for one third until Daddy ain't breathing no more. Does that make sense? How many of you how many of you know that 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 normally if there's any inheritance to be had by anybody usually comes after death. Does that make sense? Well, I, I I want you to understand this. His request was perfectly legal. He was within his legal boundaries to ask for for his one third but make sure you understand it was a very cruel request it was a very harsh request why well because it done exactly what i just said but it did it while his daddy was living what what do you mean he 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 told his dad without telling his dad daddy i'm i'm done with you i want what's mine Daddy, you're dead to me. This is what he's saying to the father. I, I, I want what I deserve. I want what's mine. His request was legal, but it was cruel. His request was legal, but it was selfish. It was all self-driven. You know what? You know. You know his focus was on him his focus was on him give me what I deserve give me the portion of goods that falleth to me give me what I deserve when you're slipping it's all about what you deserve it's all about your rights It's all about what. Well, God. God, Well, you know, I feel like I should do. I should have got this. I feel like I should have got that. I feel like this. I feel like that. It's all about you. It's all about how you've been done wrong. It's all about what what God deserves you. It's all about oh God, I've served you all these years. You know, you get that Jonah. You get that Jonah mentality in you. God, I knew. I knew if I went down. I knew if I went down that you was going to do this. You, you, you get to the place in your life to where, where, where. Here it is. You ready? You want what the Father can give you, but not actually the Father. God I want peace, God I want, I want blessing, God I want grace, God I want this But God I don't actually want you God I don't want to go to hell But I don't actually want you God I don't, I don't want to experience hard times But I don't want to get to know Jesus God, I don't want to experience hard times, but but God, I, I want you to give me more money, but I I'm not going to be a good steward of mine. God, I, I want you to increase my wealth, but God, I, I'm I, I I'm I'm gonna have to put I'm gonna have to put uh I'm gonna to to put this on pause. God, I, I, I want you to give me the right kind of spouse. But God, I don't want to seek you to lead me to the right kind of spouse. God, I, I want, man, I want you to give me a good church, but I don't have any intentions on being a good member. God, God I want you to do all these things. This is, this is where we lose the goodness of the Father. When we start to slip. We miss, we go blind to it. It's almost like, oh God, you've done me wrong. God this, God that. We blame God forever. And we miss the goodness of God. You know, the children of Israel, every time they fell into sin, you know why they fell into sin? First. Gratefulness escaped them every You remember uh, it was Joshua 24 and, you know, that whole ask for me in my house, will serve the Lord. Then Judges chapter 2 and verse number 1, there arose another generation which knew not the Lord. What is it? Nor yet the works which God did in Israel. You know what that's called? You know what that, Brooks, you know what that's called? That's called a sorry excuse for a testimony. That's what that's called. That's called a sorry excuse for recognizing the goodness of God. There is more people trying to outrun their past then they are trying to tell people that God, what God delivered them from in their past. And they're so ashamed of it. I'd be ashamed of it too. What you ought to be ashamed of is not being able to converse to people how good God was in the middle of all that nonsense. I'm probably too open with my kids about my past. But I'd hate to know that all they ever seen was what was was a dad that preached and a dad that done this and a dad that done that a dad that 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 that, that tried uh, to follow the Lord, and not known the reason. <laughs> we we come by we came by he's uh, coming through. Where's we coming back from? Oh, is he playing he's playing ball. We come back from that little hotel. We just come back from playing ball one day on. It, it, on I think it's on four eleven going up towards White. I ain't been saved long. Um, I don't guess I've been saved just a few months, and uh, I had I had already committed to going to a party in a hotel. And listen, any time you're invited to a party in a hotel, you need to say no. <laughs> it's never a good idea. Never, it's never a good idea, but I, I I thought, well, I'm saved, I've been in church for a few months, I've been there every time the doors open before I saved i mean i I got this thing down. I'm good to go, I'm gonna go and, and i'm i'm gonna be I'm gonna be social minute and then I'm gonna leave. I think I had to pay money to go. I, it was a weirdest thing and, and so I get there and I'm good for a couple of hours, and then the next thing you know. I had the dude's credit card in my pocket that I was working for. And I thought, well, he won't care. It'll be fine. Before it's all said and done, it's just a bad situation. I made it home that night as the last time I drank alcohol. I sat up on the side of my bed that Sunday morning, and I thought God was going to kill me. I thought, well, I've done it in. I thought it wasn't even saved no more. I was like, well, that, that was short lived. It came and it, it came, it went just as fast as it came, I guess. And and, and look, I must, I said, I ain't going to church this morning. But, you know, I sat around in that, I sat around there, and I, 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 uh, Jordan, I, Jordan wasn't even, I don't think Jordan was even in church yet. I paced around that house, and I was finally, I just went. I threw on, I mean, I just threw on some clothes. I went to church before I know it. I, I mean, I was in the altar. I was like, Lord, I, I'm a sorry individual. But you know what? We come by that place, and I pointed out there by the car. That's the last place that I drink alcohol. So you're too open with your kids. Could, could it be that you're too prideful? Could it be that you're too prideful to share the goodness of God? I got news for you. Every man in this room, every man in this room, if you've got children, you plan on having children, if you've had problems, and, and I, I, well, so, men and women, but I, I'm, a, I'm a man, so I get to, I get to preach right here uh, without any kind of filters. Uh, man, 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 or woman—if you've had any problems whatsoever with any kind of illicit activity, especially lustful things—you, you, you know what you need to do? You need to make sure that your children know that that's that's part of your life. And if you're not if you're not careful, you'll fall in the same you'll fall in the same snare. They'll fall in the same snare you did here's what happens when when we slip we don't see the goodness of God we become blind to it it's like that one dude that used to testify all the time in church he just cat got his tongue now he's mad about everything now he's griping about everything she she was so thankful for the church one year later she's so mad about everything y'all know what I'm talking about You ever seen them people? Man, they get baptized, man, they're as thankful as, I mean, they're just so happy. And then it seems like one thing goes wrong, and and boom. The worst food chain in America is McDonald's. The worst. For the last, for for the last at least 30 years of my competent life, I can count on one hand how many times they've actually gotten my order right at McDonald's, and you know, you, you know who keeps going back? This fool right here. If all it takes is one, one stupid mess up in church for you to get out, you wasn't really in to begin with. They become blind. To the goodness of God. And number two, number two, let me give you this, and I didn't mean camp out right there. Number two, he was, he, was, he was sure that his way was a better way. He was sure that his way, what he knew better than his father knew. Look at verse 13. And not many days after, uh, and not many days after the younger son gathered all together. You ready for this? This dude had a plan. This dude knew what he was doing. He was getting the portion of goods that fell to him. He was cashing his check. He already had his bags packed. He already had his airplane ticket booked. He already had uh, the stops on the map where he was going. He done not had the. Uh, he did had the. The harlot shops picked out where he was headed. He done had the, the the dope house picked out. He done had the liquor house picked out. He done had every place he was going to go have a good time because daddy was wrong. Because daddy, daddy didn't tell it right. Because daddy held him back. And I got to go figure this out. Ain't that something? Can, can, can you imagine... Yeah, you've probably been there. Some of you have probably been there. I can honestly say that I never dreamed about being sinful. Never. It just happened. I I never dreamed about going and, but but you know what? There's, There's a lot of teenagers sit on church pews every week that dream about being out from under the thumb of God. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of couples sitting in churches week after week, and, and listen, I've been pastoring this place almost all my—I'm running on ten years, almost ten years—and I've watched the light switch turn off in people's eyes when they figured out that they had a better way. I've seen it click. I've seen it click when when when, the, when conviction didn't bother them anymore. I've seen it click when, when they thought they had the right way, when, when preaching didn't move them anymore, when the Bible didn't affect them anymore. I've seen it happen when the light switch went off and they were going to do what they were going to do. Maybe, maybe, maybe you were one of those that dreamed About being simple, that wasn't me. I just walked into it, dreamed about. And some of you that's raised in church, I, you may have been raised under some kind of leadership that that was so that that was so. standardized and legalistic and 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 you've done this to look this way you know legalism is not adding something to salvation legalism is is making something uh to look like you're more spiritual than you really are this boy had in his mind decided that his way not many days not many days after Takes his journey off into a far country. I got a better way, Dad. Listen, dude, dude, you're dead. You're, your, way's old way. Your way's dead way. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do my thing now. And so what he do? He decided that his way was a better way. It, it, it it's, it's almost. It's almost like this boy had been planning. And every time his dad would tell him something in the back of his mind, he'd mock it. And he was just waiting to get to the age to where he could get his portion of goods and go do his thing. I want you to look at this last one. And I'll probably, we'll see how this goes. Verse 15, I want you to look at verse 15 with me. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. Now, now where, where did he go? He went to a far country. It's not, it's not put on the map necessarily what far country it was. But we do know that this far country he went into would have been a Gentile country. Why? Well, because Jews didn't raise pigs. And so he is in a place that is not customary to the things that he knew as a young Jewish boy. So now, after, uh, after he'd spent all of his money, after he had wasted his, uh, his substance with righteous living, Uh, a famine rose in this land and and, and he began to be in want and instead of going back home, number three, his pride told him things would get better. Ain't that how the devil does you? (laughs) Ain't that how the devil does you? Oh, things are going to get better. You're right. Things are going to get better. You just keep doing what you're doing and things are going to get better. Sean, did you, did you, did you ever, was you ever, living, was you ever living your life outside the will of God and thought, man, if I just keep living, I, things got to get better. It just got to get better. I, I mean, you, know, you don't run off on the Lord and, 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 and somehow or another you pride. And, and you don't have to run off physically. You can run off mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, right? Things get better. Uh, They're not right. There's no way. My way is the best way. Listen, God God ain't that good. Things has got to get better. And so what he does is instead of turning around and going back where he came from, he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. Dan, you can play that piano if you would. He went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And not only just a citizen of that country, he became the dude that was feeding the pigs. In the citizen, in the place that he had no business being in, doing something he had no business doing, but his pride told him, "It's got to get better." I just, I just, I just, I just, just, I'll go work for this dude, and and and, and it's going to get better. And, and so what happens? Verse sixteen, and he would fain have filled his belly with the husk. That he, that the swine did eat. Ready? And no man gave unto him. And no man gave unto him. His pride kept him in, in, in not, not just broke, but his pride led him to a hog lot. Oh, it's going to get better, I I just got to, I, listen, I, I I I told my dad I didn't need him and I told my dad I didn't, I didn't want him and I left and I, I'm not going back now. I, there's no way. I mean, I, I would be the laughing stock of all the, tr- I'm not going to be, I'm not doing that. I'm not going back to that place and let them know they're right. You know how many people ain't in church right now because if they had to come back, they'd have, and look, this ain't a place points fingers, but they'd have to let somebody know they were wrong. And they just soon, they just soon feed pigs. They just soon be hungry as they had come back home. They just soon live in a a mess with the pigs as they had come back home. I do like verse 17. And and we... We may try to work through some of that here in a couple, here in a week or so. But I do like verse 17. The Bible said when he came to himself, I don't know how long this process of time took. I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know how long. I don't know if he's feeding these pigs a week, a month, a year. I don't, I don't know how long this is. But I do know he's feeding these pigs. He's working, and he don't have anything to eat. The boy's dwindling down to, to skin and bones. He's looking at the husk, the corn husk, that these pigs is eating. And he's thinking, man, that corn husk looks good. I ain't never looked at a corn husk and thought, man, I'd like to eat that corn husk. I ain't never been that hungry, though. But that's the way this boy was. This boy was so hungry that he's looking at this corn husk and he's saying, man, I'd eat that right now if I could. So, So the Bible says he came to himself. He came to himself. He finally came to himself. And he says, how many hired servants How many hired servants does my father have? And they got bread to spare. You know know the first thing he sees, Brother Sean? The first thing he left. He sees the goodness of the father in the servants. He sees the goodness of the father in the servant's life. Man, how, man, them dudes are serving my father and they got bread to spare. How, how, how much, man, what is wrong with me? Why am I here? I'm not a servant. I'm a son. But he goes back home. He goes back home, and you know how it goes. He says, "He says I'm gonna go home and, and, and say I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Uh, make me as one of thy hired servants. I, I mean, he's he's just doing everything he can to try to ch- ch- try to get back in with his father. But what if me and you could spot the slip before the slip? How many of us in this room? could be accused of being jaded towards the goodness of God. How about this? Have you decided, if you got in your mind there's a better way? You just ain't told nobody yet? Because well, that's what this boy did. He just didn't let nobody in on his plan. Not even his brother. How about this? Has your pride kept you from a heart of repentance? What happens if you go back? What happens if you come back home? If you look in verse number 20, the Bible says, And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, it means he's a long ways away, right? His father saw him. His father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. The last thing he seen, you ready? When he got back home, was the first thing that he was blind to when he left. Daddy was as good to him when he left as he was when he come home. He ran to it. He seen him. He was watching for him. He was waiting and he was watching for him. And then he ran to him with compassion and he fell on his neck. Listen that. That's the way God is. How do you spot the slip? If you want to use this boy's life, you gotta you gotta see he was blind to the goodness of God. You, you got you got to see that he thought his way was the best way, and, and and you got to understand that that his pride, like our pride, will keep us will keep us doing what we're doing, thinking that things are going to get better in the hog light. Let's pray. Lord, Lord, I want to thank you. Lord, thank you for the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. Lord, it it was the goodness of God that brought me to the feet of, of your son. God, it wasn't a message on hell. It wasn't a message on judgment. It was a message on on the goodness of God. That His love was was displayed and manifested for me through the cross. Through the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's what drove me to, to your Son's feet. And Lord, I say thank you for giving your Son. Thank you for giving your son to die on a cross for the sins of the world. Lord, maybe there's somebody in here and, and they're, they're at a slipping point. They're at a place where they're slipping. They're at a place to where they're in danger to slip. They're at a place to where, uh, to where their heart has grown jaded towards the goodness of God. It's grown, grown jaded towards the, 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 the goodness of God. They've gotten cold. They've gotten hard-hearted, and they can't see the goodness of God anymore. Lord, Lord, I pray, God. Lord, I pray my whole heart, Lord. Lord, you reveal that in this room. Lord, for somebody here lost, I pray, God, that you show them that they need a Savior. They'll come to faith in Christ, in Christ alone. Lord, I pray that you bless this place. I pray God that you use it. Nobody looking around. I wonder. I wonder if there'd be somebody in here and you'd say, "I want you to pray for me." I want you to pray for me this morning. There's some things you said this morning, and and they they directly apply to my own life. And I don't want to. I don't want you mess with me. I just want you to pray for me. Just slide your hand up. It's long for me to see it. And I'm just going to pray for you. Amen. 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 I'm going to pray. Let's ask the Lord to bless what we heard. Lord, thank you for the Spirit of God that will lead all men into truth. Lord, only the truth seekers find truth. And God, I pray for a church full of truth seekers. Lord, help us to be diligent in finding it. Lord, help us to come to earnest repentance. And Lord, see that our way is is not the best way. Lord, I love you and I thank you for this church. Thank you for these people in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right.